Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey, Brandon, it is another Seinfeld podcast. How's it going tonight? Uh, it's going good, Chris. Very good. Um, yeah, kind of a crazy time um, out there with everything that's happening. And, uh, yeah, we, we've got a Seinfeld podcast, and then we're going to talk about Mount Rushmore. And, you know, let's get to talk away from COVID-19 and everything. And let's just have some uh, good conversation. So tonight, Brandon, um, you know, we're starting off our Seinfeld podcast. And I, I got to tell you, Brandon, one of my favorite episodes we want to talk about tonight was the opposite. Now, this is great. Uh, Seinfeld's kind of my number one seed, to use a basketball term. Brandon, you're kind of new to Seinfeld. You like the first two episodes we discussed. What was it? We talked about um, – what was the name of the first episode? I can't remember now. The contest. Yeah, the contest. I, I was yeah. going to say what it was about, but obviously uh, the contest and then the subway, which were solid episodes, not the best. Brandon, your first um, kind of reaction to the opposite that we're talking about tonight. Oh, the opposite was great, Chris. Um, hey. And just. Um, yeah, um, just kind of interesting seeing how the writing, from a writing's perspective, I, I, I thought it would have been interesting to see if this episode was made today, in today's time, like how they might have done things differently. But um, so it was really perfect for kind of the times in a way. But yes, um, um, how about you give a little recap and then we'll dive in into like the tidbits here. Yeah, and there. yeah definitely. Um, you know, the 22nd episode of fifth season of Seinfeld, uh, just remind people, we're going to try to get through as much as Seinfeld as possible, but instead of watching it from episode one on, uh, we're using Vulture a couple of year, years ago. They came up with a ranking of the top Seinfeld episodes of all time. Uh, Vulture ranked this as number three, which, you know, I thought was pretty solid. Um, you know, like I said, the 22nd episode of the fifth season of Seinfeld premiered on May 19th, 1994. And I'll summarize the plot. George, as you know from the first two episodes, tough luck guy. Uh, George had everything go wrong for him. So George was encouraged to do the opposite. And things started going his way. He got a girlfriend, a job on the Yankees, and he moved out of his parents' house. And lots of other fun stuff. Um, Kramer um, had a coffee table book, and he was on a big TV show. And all kinds of stuff. And Elaine who usually on the show had good things happening, started to have bad stuff happening. So, yeah, um, Brandon, lots to talk about here. 
I, I got to say, we don't want to talk too much about it, but, you know, obviously the uh, Cornoa virus is happening. And Brandon, it hit me. When the show first started, they were at a restaurant. Obviously, we can't do that tonight in Ohio. <laughs> what did you think about the opening scene of them at the restaurant? Um. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, that that was um, sorry. It's been it, we we were supposed to talk about this last week, so it's been a while since I had seen the episode. I know, but um, with everything going on, but um, no, um, I loved how right off the bat, like, oh, I'm just doing opposite everything and get this different sandwich, get to put in a different order. Um, then apparently gets stares from the this girl, and then uh, Elaine's like, well. The old George would not have talked to her, but he goes and talks to her, and lo and behold, oh, you order the same, <laughs> the same uh, dish as I did, and I'm just like, well, this is working out pretty well for George. <laughs> um, well, and you'll you'll find on you know George, you know, sad luck. He's had tough times. He gets down on himself a lot, and obviously he's you know been for some rough times and everything. And you know he opens the episode, he's kind of moping around and everything. And you know they, as you said, they start out with the food, and he starts getting looks from a you know a really good looking woman, shall we say? And you know George is encouraged to go over there. And I love the speech where he says, "Hey, I'm George. I'm balding. That's right. I'm jobless. And I live with my parents." And you know, she's like, hey, and, you know, he, he, and I love to look back where he looks back at his friends like, what the heck? This is working. You know, it's amazing. That's right. I never forgot about the speech. But, um, no, uh, that was, yeah, just brutal honesty got him, got him, got him where he wants to go. <laughs> and it, it's interesting. Obviously, uh, you know, a TV show, uh, you know, Seinfeld's always made me laugh because it's been, you know, you can kind of relate it to everyday life. Um, you know, you can make the argument. You, you know, the girl was much better looking than George was. But, you know, you can make the argument. Some women, you know, they say, hey, we, I love, you know, the way you call it, um, courage. And, you know, just, you know, a man that has, you know, faith in himself and everything. So, uh, Brandon, I would think maybe that was what the woman was thinking when she accepted, a, you know, a date with George. Yeah, or she just liked uh, him for being authentic and not trying to be someone else. Who knows what was going on in her psychology? All right, maybe she was depressed. Maybe she <laughs> didn't have a date for a while. So, I mean, it was interesting. I mean, has that ever happened with you? Obviously, you and I are both happily married, but uh, did you ever have luck with a woman in the past when you just were like, hey, you know, you, you were very macho about it? Ah. Uh. That's a good question. I don't know if I, I think I've always been myself or my previous relationships or my current relationship. Mm -hmm. Just trying to be yourself yes. is important. Um, um, very adamant George was. Um, and this is what this is what I was getting referring to earlier about the writing, which was um, George was so committed to this. And I, I know people had told me like George is stubborn and this is so it made sense. Made sense for his character. I don't know, like mm -hmm. if he if this was written today, I feel like uh, they would have created some tension with a character who 
would have been like, oh, okay, it's been going so good for me to do the opposite. But man, I really want to uh, go back to my old ways or, you know, go uh, not do the opposite anymore, especially I'm talking about the scene where um, George and the girl go on a date and she's like, you want to come back to my place? Yes. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I mean, at that point, I'm like, wow, he's really sticking to this faithfully. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't out of shyness because you can say maybe like a guy like George would say no because he's nervous to be with a woman like that. But it wasn't out of shyness. He's like, hey, you know, I don't think this will work out like that. Or, you know, we need to be patient and everything. And, you know, and the girl's like, you know, who are you? And then he says, hey, I'm the opposite of everything you've ever you know, seen before. So, yeah, it was interesting. You're right. The writing was good. He, he kind of stuck with it. Um it's interesting. It's kind of like, you know, maybe sometimes in your life, like when you start something, you want to stick with it. You know what I mean? So it's not like George did the opposite when he asked her out and then he, you know, turned into a meek old guy, you know, he kept pushing the envelope, you know, he's like, Hey, I gotta be, you know, I gotta be brave no matter what I do. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, like it wasn't, um, and it, I just really, I really just admired like how George was really faithful to that, that this new monster he had. And, um, um, I just feel like they couldn't replicate that, uh, that kind of character or kind of moment in today's writing. It just wouldn't, oh, I think it would have, they would have like really tempted him. Like, oh, would you still be on stay? Would you try to maintain being opposite or, yeah. um, but no, no, and I'm really love getting down to. <laughs> I just, but I did love the. They got a joke in. Uh, I don't know if I'm skipping too far ahead, but with the Yankees, uh, just true. Um, I felt like um, I'm trying to remember. There was some scene I loved about that when he was interviewing for the Yankees job. There was just seems to be a lot of references or a lot of. Um, Something like, oh, I bet this is like some some of the reference. But um, anyways, I just love it when he chewed out the the, the owner of the team or oh yeah, you know. yeah, well, yeah, because there's a lot of good stuff that we need to dive into. Um, yeah, first of all, and again, Brandon uh, being younger, I mean, he has have a ton of background on Seinfeld. So um, one thing, Brandon, you'll find as we continue on in this journey that we're doing of the Seinfeld episodes is George had some really classic, you know, George hasn't stuck around with jobs for a long time. He's been fired a lot. And he's had some classic blunders. Uh, one of them was, um, I, I can't remember the company. Some will have to correct me, but um, there was a clean lady. Uh, he was working late at night, and he, up, he ended up sleeping with the clean lady. He got fired uh, for doing that. Um, oh, yeah. And he also... Um, uh, there was one where um, George got in the argument because he had um, he was hired at a place and I think he was in a chair or, or something during the interview and they assumed that he was handicapped and because he was handicapped they gave him the job so he had to kind of commit to that so he was and and he got a really nice 
um, personal handicapped bathroom. He loved it because it was really big and everything. Well, they found out that obviously he wasn't handicapped. He ended up getting fired from there too. And the thing that was great is, you know, you think about when you go into a job interview, yeah, I mean, you don't want to lie or hide stuff, but obviously you're putting your best foot forward. And talking about the opposite like there, like you talked about, George kind of shared his top horrid stories he did. And, you know, it didn't scare the owners off. So it's kind of funny to see him do that during an interview, which obviously no one would ever admit to the stuff that George admitted to an interview, but George did and it worked for him. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah, I mean, it was funny. That, again, that brutal honesty. And then it's just like the way people receive it. Um, you know, I don't know if it would have worked in real life, but man, he just, it's kind of the, what's fun about the, this kind of joke is just like, People feel like, oh, you know, this is, I wish I could be George, that brave is George. Um, and I wish it, the outcome would be like something like this. Like they would just see me for who I am and accept me for who I am, kind of. Um, well, and definitely. And the other thing, and, you know, I, I want to kind of throw this into because um, you see him um, as a character later in the year. Um, you know, the owner of the Yankees at the time was a famous owner by the name of George Steinbrenner who um, George, you know, Steinbrenner brought some world championships to the Yankees, but at the same time, a lot of controversy. He fired a lot of managers. He was a grumpy guy. Um, he led the Yankees to some titles, but, you know, he was kind of grumpy and mean and everything else. And it kind of made it funny because, um, they play, you know, somebody was playing the role of George Steinbrenner on the show, and to have George come up and say, you're running the Yankees in the ground, and I don't like what you're doing. And it was funny for him to say that to a guy like Steinbrenner and actually get the job. So, yeah, there was some behind-the-scenes, you know, funny there, too. Yeah, um, and that's what I figured. Like, there was some of that pop culture reference. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, I mean, this joke has been done a hundred times, sort of probably after Seinfeld, not maybe a little bit before, also after Seinfeld. Um, kind of remember, um, remembered when I was watching, I saw the movie Ted, obviously they do a little bit more of a rated, rated R version, but Ted right. goes for a job interview and just really absolutely rude to the hiring manager, hiring manager, like no one's ever spoken to me like that. And then Ted said something else crude and the man's like, you're hired. <laughs> yeah. 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 Later <laughs> promoted. And maybe they got the idea from Seinfeld too. It was just interesting. You'll find that as George continues his career for the Yankees, he was actually there for a little bit. Uh, Steinberg plays an interesting role. And, you know, it wasn't George Steinberg himself. Uh, it was actually voiced by Larry David, who, you know, you see a lot now on Saturday Night Live, you know, playing Bernie Sanders. And, you know, Larry David does a good job. I, I don't know, you know, obviously George Steinberg isn't with us. He's, he passed away maybe about 10 years ago at least. Um, I don't know if, if Steinberg ever commented a lot on the role that uh, Larry David played. But, yeah, yeah, there's some funny lines as time goes on. And, yeah, we <clears> – <throat> excuse me, got a little cough. Um, yeah, we want to talk about this a little bit too. The other thing George said that was interesting was he moved out of his parents' house. And, Brandon, you'll find um, we saw in the contest, you know, George got a little bit of argument with his mom. And his mom caught him in a moment of self-pleasure, shall we say. And, you know, it was interesting. The relationship isn't always good with his parents, and George seemed to get a lot of thrill of moving out of his parents' house. Yeah, and, uh, of course, 
you know, he says, I love you and all this other <laughs> nice, pleasant stuff. And then not Jerry, I love Jerry. He's like, looks at Kramer like, it's opposite day. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh man. <laughs> and, and you'll find that Seinfeld goes on tons of great scenes over the years uh, with, you know, George's parents, uh, Frank and Estelle. Um, you know, uh, not sure who played Estelle, but Frank was played by um, Jerry Stiller, who is Ben Stiller's dad. And, you know, great, great sitcom character. You know, played George's dad on um, Seinfeld and also on The King of Queens. Um, he played Leah Remini's um, dad on there. And, uh, yeah, great, great character. And, and lots of good, um, interesting times with them. So, you know, we talked about George and, you know, George was kind of going on a hierarchy. You know, he was doing well when George didn't do as well. Interesting, some of the other characters who don't always have the most luck were doing well. Um, Brandon Kramer, um, you know, Kramer throughout the show is famously like, what does he do? Where does he work at? Uh, Brandon, in a later show, you'll find out that Kramer actually had the job. And it's kind of a funny show that kind of talks about, you know, Kramer's work and everything. But on this show, Kramer actually wrote a book, a coffee table book about coffee tables. I found that kind of unusual. What did you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it sounded like, you know, and to kind of provide that overview, we talked about it earlier, but George is not doing the opposite of what George does. So he's on the up and up. Elaine is on the down and down. And then mm-hmm. Jerry, of course, I notice is he's just even Steven, you know. Um, we'll get into that a little bit more. But Kramer, I could not figure out where does Kramer fit into this kind of arc. And I guess... For Kramer, Kramer's just Kramer, and that's yeah, that's the best I could come up with. But um, uh, you know, I thought the little and it was a it was a delightful, nonsensical kind of arc for him. But um, I do like how uh, uh, it was on Regis and Kathy at the time. Is that what the show is called? Yeah. Yeah. I just love how yeah, Regis and Kathy, Kathy, Kathy Lee. I wonder how she feels about getting having a um, kissing Kramer on that episode. Um, Given how the actor uh, career has kind of down spiral on that um, oh. uh, incident on when he did stand up that week, uh, it, that podcast. It was a it was a guest appearance. I mean, I you know, but um, you know, the funny thing I found about that that episode was um, you know, Jerry, you know, plays a comedian in, in the show. You'll find that Jerry has some like public appearances. Um, he appeared on the Today Show once on the show and everything else. It was funny. Like, I was trying to think of what made Kramer bookable. Like, you think of in New York City, yeah, there's a lot of comedians and everything. If they're well-known enough, maybe they get on a show and everything else. I, I was trying to figure out what made Kramer, because at the time, Regis and Kathy Lee, I mean, that was a national TV show. That was doing really well. And what made... Because on the show, Kramer was just a regular guy. He hung out with Jerry Seinfeld, but I mean, he really didn't have any fame of himself. And he's getting booked. He's got book deal. He's getting booked on, you know, big TV shows of the time. I mean, where did that come from? I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, I had that same kind of thought too. Like, um, man, he's got a good uh, book agency. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of a little bit sense of disbelief was definitely kind of faltering at that point, but you know, just like, you know, it was just enjoy it. Um, <laughs> well, de- definitely. 
Well, and let's wrap some of these stories up because, you know, you bring up something else that we need to get to, too. So long story short, you know, Kramer appears on the show. You, you know, he gives Kelly, Kelly, um, Kathy Lee, I guess. Um, and they rave over him, but he's, he, he got all excited, right? And he spilled his coffee, was it, on well, Kathy Lee? Puts the coffee, gets the coffee book, you know, has those little props to become a coffee mm-hmm. table itself. Puts coffee on top of it, and obviously it spills yes. and causes some ruckus for her and Regis. Um, and obviously, they go to Elaine's publishing firm, who are, who are all like, "Yeah, we can't do any. You, we, we're going to tell you not to do any more TV interviews." And that's the end of the story, essentially, um, for Creamer. Well, I gotta say too, you're right because it's funny. Look at talk shows these days. Now, I mean. All of our late night talk shows or daytime talk shows, you know, you almost are looking for that one or two min- minutes of gold that you can upload to YouTube and get millions of hits. I mean, it was weird how that moment kind of ruined his book. I mean, in 2020, if he spilled coffee on somebody, man, that's a big viral moment. I mean, it was just kind of unusual on that show how him spilling coffee ruined his book. I mean, it should have been opposite, you think? Yeah. Well, um, that back then they didn't have social media, I guess, to replay it over and over again. Um, so it was more it was more offensive when it happened. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, and, and let's get on to um, yeah. So he ends up losing his book deal, but you know, let's talk about Elaine because Elaine had kind of a interesting run. Well, well actually, before we get to Elaine, I, I got to bring up something, and Brandon, you'll experience this later in the show. You know, when we first talked about doing the show, I, I got to apologize because you were like, well, I'm not sure if there was references to shows in the past. I'm like, oh, I don't think there's that many. There was actually a couple that were really interesting in, in the um, opposite. Um, I don't know if you remember, uh, Jerry makes an offhanded comment to Kramer before he goes on the show about do you all wear a puffy shirt? And Kramer quickly says no. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw that part or not. I might remember, yeah, okay. Well, it actually, it actually references a show that it should be pretty high up there. It was a, a pretty well-regarded show where um, they all go out with Kramer's, I believe it was his girlfriend, and um, she spoke in a low tone. It was hard for them to hear her, and the girl was a designer, and she was making puffy shirts, Jerry was actually appearing on the Today Show, and Jerry unknowingly agreed to wear a really bizarre puffy shirt on the Today Show, and they made fun of him on the Today Show, and it was a pretty humorous episode. So I love the callback where later on on the show that we just watched, where you know Jerry says, "Hey, you want to wear the puffy shirt?" and Kramer quickly says, "Oh no, 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 I don't want to do that." So yeah, yeah, it was it was good. It was a, it was a nice callback there. But yeah, getting to Lane. Elaine, usually on the show, ends up being good things. I mean, sometimes she has a tough day, but she's never like George or, or Kramer or everything. And Elaine started out the show sky high, Brandon. I mean, she she got a raise at the publishing company. Um, you know, she was on a date, but things just started to go sideways. Um, her boss had a cough, which, you know, we're living right in the era of COVID nineteen, so I get yeah, yeah, reminiscent of that. But also too, um, you know, 
you know, she goes on a date, which she is good. But, you know, once she arrives to the movie theater, she hears the horrible news that there's an accident. Well, Elaine makes the mistake of buying candy before she rushes to the hospital. Now, Brandon on the show, you know, no, no, and it ends up costing Elaine her boyfriend. But I, was that is that the worst sin that she could have committed? I mean, obviously, probably not good if her boyfriend got in an accident, but... I, you know, I, I thought they kind of played that up to be a like the unpardonable sin or something. Well, yeah, I mean, if someone, I mean, if you heard that someone goes an accident, maybe she's the kind of person who needs something to eat because she's stressed. But you know, um, <laughs> um, we we kind of get in the joke because we see her like, oh, okay, he got in a car accident. She just goes gets orders the candy and then goes right, and, right. you know it's just we know Elaine it's like you kind of know the jokes about Elaine's personality or her character um, not being familiar with it but it just sounds like she's a horrible person yeah, I well, and, and I guess the point you know I don't know if the, the guy at the movie theater kind of made it sound like the guy died or something but you know it really wasn't known what happened there you know it's one thing if you know you hear somebody got in a minor accident yeah you might you want to go check on them but you're like okay you know, I don't have to sprint there or something, but you know, maybe she didn't know how well he was doing, and but you know that made him mad, and you know he he kicked her out of the hospital. Yeah. Well, um, I thought um, later on when she's again eating those that candy, and then, then she can't get to her warder boss to get oh don't forget your handkerchief because he's sick and everything. I thought that was a little bit more funny for me at least. Um, Especially when he's going in to um, saying, "Oh, we this this uh, merger is so important; it'll save the company." Goes in, forgets the handkerchief, sniffs, uh, sneezes, or coughs into his hand, and does was trying to be very nice. Uh, I can't shake your hand because of germs, <laughs> and the poor mistranslation because uh, the mer merging company was uh, Japanese and businessmen um, owners, and so they were they were offended like oh you won't shake her hand because i have germs <laughs> and it's like no no it's i have COVID 19. <laughs> well, it, it was funny. <laughs> yeah it was funny because I, i'm watching this episode and, and yeah you know we're recording this near the beginning of the COVID 19 crisis um probably a couple days into it you know we hope this doesn't last that long and who knows yeah i always feel weird saying that because watch it'll be like a 10-year thing or it'll be something that will be gone by next week who knows but you know but you know it's funny it's funny seeing all these references because this was a show that aired geez brand about 26 years ago and you know references to things happening today you know right now you know you can't you know, we talk about social distancing, being about six feet apart from other people. And, you know, shaking hands used to be a big thing. And, you know, obviously, you know, um, the boss not shaking the hand of the potential new client offended them. And, you know, and he was afraid of infecting him, Brandon. But, you know, you know, Mr. Lippman not shaking the client's hand ends up costing the client. And, you know, publishing where Elaine works closes elaine's unemployed and you know it, she later realizes that she and george have traded places and she says hey i've become george which is crazy yeah um that's kind of like part of the joke and 
That's why I kind of love what I think is a good transition to Jerry's arc uh, because meanwhile Jerry's just even Steven, you know, he yes the guy who loses a twenty but then gets twenty back. And of course, I love it how he threw the lane throws his twenty out the window, and George comes in like, "Hey, I found a 20. and uh, uh, then later Jerry just gets his jacket and he gets has a twenty in the pocket. So. Um, and he had the he had the cancellation of a show he was doing, and then pretty quickly after that, you know, he gets a new show for the same pay, and he was all excited about that too. Well, I think the, my favorite part of Jerry's story, storyline was when his girlfriend at the time was like uh, dump going to dump him, and he's like, "It's okay, like uh, I'll I'll get probably I'll just get another one, you know, it's just you know, no more, no less." <laughs> Um, yeah, and you'll find that, you know, Jerry has some embarrassing things happen to him. I mean, not everything goes well, but Jerry, you know, kind of an even Steven, uh, I, I guess he had the kind of even Steven type character on the show. Uh, you know, just kind of, oh, you know, some good, some bad, but, you know, playing a, a lot off of his crazy friends. So, yeah, so yeah, very interesting show. Very interesting. Hey, any takeaways from the show, Brandon? Takeaways, I would say that um, overall, um, um, uh, it, it was. I, I would say that this is a. It was what it's well well ranked show, where it's at number three. I I'm, I'm happy with it being even when the top three right now. Not sure um, if I would change the ordering so far, but opposite was really well rated. Um, George's character. Um, uh, just was 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 a treat. Jerry's had a great great subplot storyline, and Elaine Elaine's was probably um, was good. And Kramer, while the weakest wasn't, you know, it was complimentary. I, you couldn't go wrong with this episode. Definitely, yeah, it, it was good. I, I would say, you know, the more I look at, it, I, I'd say probably top ten, maybe even top twenty. I mean, lots of good Seinfeld episodes. And this was good. I got to say, Brandon, you know, as I think about the whole of Seinfeld, so many great speeches. Um, Seinfeld's, I mean, George's speech about, you know, doing the opposite was good. Probably one of my favorite speeches on on the show. And that's what kind of made this episode the winner for me. So, yeah, it was it was enjoyable. I Like I said, um, the first two episodes were bad. I was kind of questioning Vulture saying, is this really the top episode of Seinfeld? When you look at their ranking of number one, the contest, number two, the subway, even the opposite number three seems to be a little bit on the high mark, but I, I got the opposite. Like the other two, I was like, I don't know if I could really say they're in the top, but you know, yeah, I, I thought this was a good ranking. The opposite was a really solid show. Yeah. All right. Well, well, thank you. Well, thanks for checking out the show. Let's before we stop, Brandon. We've got to take a look ahead next Monday. Um, our buddy John Reed's feeling a little bit under weather tonight. Uh, we hope he feels better. We we'll look forward to seeing him next week. Uh, but Brandon, this is a doozy next week, and I think you're going to like this. This actually was earlier in the season. Um, you know, they start to talk about. Uh, the coffee table book that you see that Kramer has later on. But next week, Brandon, we're going to be checking out The Fire. Um, very interesting. Jerry gets a heckler. 
that doesn't only heckle Jerry at the comedy club, at work, and other parts, and Jerry and her get in a little battle. And then George unintentionally sets fire to a girlfriend's house and runs out pushing women and children out of the way. How about that? Well, I did watch Are that. You I'm a little ahead now, but yeah, I'll save my uh, my surprising critique for next week. Surprising critique? I, oh, it'll be interesting. Well, I was trying. I didn't know you watched it. I was like trying to whet your appetite. I thought this would be good. Surprising. That, that's good. Is it surprising because Brands in love with it, or is it surprising because Brands like, oh man, this stunk? We'll have to wait the next week to check it out. So, Brandon. Thanks again for being on the Seinfeld podcast. Like I said, this is episode three. We'll go to episode four, The Fire, next week. And tune in. Give us a couple minutes to catch your breath. And we're going to come back with the Mount Rushmore podcast as we talk about some of the top things that are green. So, Brandon, we'll be back in line in a few minutes. We'll see everybody shortly. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope to learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.